opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of Life, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everyone, to It's Electric. Um, yes, this is Jeannie, but I do have a cold, as any of you have heard me before can probably tell. So hopefully you can bear with me. Um, Peggy, who has hosted when I couldn't be available, has also volunteered to help out if my voice gets tired or if I have a coughing jag. You never know what's going to happen. So anyway... Welcome to everyone. Thank you, Katie, for being our streamer tonight. And thank you to Steve for being our host. We appreciate both of you and we appreciate all of you who are attending. So I came up with a new way to have everyone introduce themselves. And it has to do with animals. Some people like animals, some people don't. Some of us like some animals better than others. So we're going to try this, and when you introduce yourself, please say your name, where you are from, and then tell us whatever you want about your small kitchen electric appliances, or if you have a question, you can ask your question, or if you want to share a recipe that uses a small kitchen appliance, you can do that too. So the way we're going to start out is... If you have no pets, you have no pets, raise your hand and Steve will call on you and you can introduce yourself. Okay, uh, we've got Holly Anderson. Hello. What's that? Oh. Uh, hello. Um, I like animals, but I just don't have any pets currently. <laughs> right, I understand. Um, I had a question about immersion blenders because I have a friend who made coffee using an immersion blender and cream and different ingredients, and I really liked it. But I was wondering if immersion blenders were difficult to use. Um, I'm totally blind, so I didn't know if they were hard to use and if they were messy and kind of how, how it all works. Well, I am totally blind, too, and, and I'm guessing that your friend used the immersion blender. Did that help froth up the cream or the milk that was on top? Is that what it yes, was? Yes, it made it really frothy. <laughs> oh, then I, well, I need to try mine for that. And it was a regular immersion blender, not just a milk frother. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it was the, it was an immersion blender. Like okay. it went inside the, like it goes inside a cup. Is yeah, that? Yeah. I know yeah. what immersion blender is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you, can you just put it inside like a coffee cup or would, cause she, I think she put it in a measuring cup and then poured it into the coffee cup, but she may, she may have done that because she would have had more room probably if it was a bigger measuring cup and that way she didn't have to worry about it splashing out. Right. So you might want to get the specifics from her on that, but yes, an immersion blender is very easy to use. Um, you do put it right. You can put it in um, a coffee cup. You can put it in, a pan, but I wouldn't recommend putting it in a non-stick pan because the little blades that do the blending are 
are are sharp and probably wouldn't do you are muted now press shift plus command plus uh, a to unmute your microphone but, yeah, or press and hold the space key to temporarily like unmute push and hold the little button and and it's very fast it doesn't take long like you don't have to do it for a minute or anything like that it's just when i've used mine it's a matter of seconds and other people when it's your turn of using you've used an immersion blender you can also talk about this some of you may have used them more than i have so um but yeah they're easy to use and they're not real expensive they have different models but they're not very expensive either i forget what brand mine is so welcome and where are you from i'm from tennessee oh really and what's your name again holly and holly mm -hmm. oh i i think i've heard your name before ah. <laughs> mm, you might know me I was, well, anyway, <laughs> years ago, I worked at the Tennessee Rehabilitation Center. So if you ever went there, you probably encountered me. I taught Braille and kitchen skills and home and personal management, but nobody else cares about my history, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, welcome. And I'm really glad that you joined us tonight. And please join us again. And, and maybe some more people can give you help where the immersion blender is concerned, too. And I'm going to have to try it because I love the frothy stuff. I'm it was really Yum. good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Hi. Who do we have next? My name is Fran. How are you? Hi, Fran. How are you? Okay. I have a pretty simple question. I okay, where are you from? Hi. I'm from uh, Long Island, New York. Okay. All right. So what's your question? Okay. I'm in need of a toaster or slash toaster oven uh -huh. that's visually friendly uh -huh. so I wonder if you had any suggestions um I guess it depends on what you mean by visually friendly and if you want it to do other things besides um toast a lot of us and I don't know how much counter space you have but a lot of us as you may or may not know have the Cuisinart TOA 60 which is a toaster oven and it has knobs and my husband who has impaired vision is able to see the print um that's on right. the knobs because i know you said you had some vision um and it clicks between the different um cooking uh, that's modes always like, nice. <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. That, that might and is be that p is that p o a 60 you said T is in Tom, O is in, I don't know, OA. TOA yeah. 60, right? TOA 60. Yeah, I think I had looked that up, and that is kind of large, right? Okay, right. They, I think they do make a smaller one, and I think it has 28 in the number, but I don't know the exact model number if you needed something no. smaller. So you can check that out. And Right. It seems that anything that clicks, or has knobs, right? Is the better way to go. Exactly. And I'm even um, well. This is much bigger than a toaster oven, but I'll be in need of an oven, oven, real uh -huh. oven. <laughs> and um, that's always a challenge. And uh, the problem with my oven now is the knobs are in the rear behind the burners, which was a big mistake. <laughs> ah, because you can't so, see them. Yeah, I can't see it. And for anybody to put their hands behind pots and everything, it's like crazy. 
So, well, um, yeah. And, and for our hands, of course, the burners are way high, you know, much higher than where we have the pots. Um, I'm telling you this as a person who's totally blind and my stove has the um, knobs at the back. So that right. that hasn't been a problem. But yes, if, if you have some vision, it might be really hard because you'd have to lean over the top of the stove to try to see the knobs back there. But um, if you have a chance to go to some local stores that sell larger appliances and the smaller ones too, I, I recommend that people do that because you don't necessarily have to buy the item from the store. Now, if it's a, an, a, you know, a stove, you would probably want to buy it from the store where you found it because I don't know if you ordered it from Amazon or somewhere, right, how the delivery right. thing would go, but go to a store like, I don't know what you have in New York, but here in Tennessee, we have Home Depot and Lowe's Home yeah, Improvement. Yeah, right. we have and, all that. Yeah, so go to those stores and actually get your hands and your eyes on some of the ranges that they have. And if they don't have any in the store that meet your needs, have them look in the catalog to see what they have and and get model numbers. And then at least you can go back home and and look up the information on your computer. And then if you decide one works for you, then you can order it. So that, that would and, be my advice. Right. And the big issue, I have an electric range. So, you know, the stove top. Uh-huh. Um, the circles, I don't know how you do it without any vision, but to know where the circles are to put the pots on. I mean, you're talking I about a ceramic. Yeah. 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 The ceramic <laughs> stovetop. Well, the way, and I think there are probably a few of us on here that have the ceramic stovetop. Um, eventually you kind of learn where the burners are and, I'm sad to say I don't always keep mine clean enough that I can, you know, anyway, um, I'm not the world's best cleaner in the world. I, I, I can teach it and I know what to do, but um, anyway, but when you turn the burner on, you know, cause you'll, you'll know which is your left front and your right front and your left back and your right back. You can, without touching the stove, you can kind of hold your hands over where the heat is coming up from and that will help you center your pan on the burner. So right. that's basically how I do it. Um, uh -huh. So, and okay. there are certain burners that are made for bigger pans and then certain ones for smaller pans. And on my range, there are two burners where you get to pick whether you're going to use a bigger pan or a smaller pan. And you yeah, that's a real accordingly. But it's <laughs> It's yeah. not really hard to do, and I, you know, we can help you with that if you end up with something like that. So, right, okay, thank you. You're welcome, and welcome to the group tonight. Thank you. Who do we have next? Oh, uh, next Steve? up we have Peggy Carpenter. Ah, Peggy, you don't have any pets, huh? No, I, I actually love cats, and I had cats most of my life, but the community that we live in right now is doesn't allow pets. So, oh, I could never <laughs> live there. <laughs> uh, well, plus we do a lot of traveling, so it's easier without pets, but, yeah. you know, whatever. So, yeah, I, um, I, I 
actually have a recipe for an immersion blender. All right. And I do like using them. I've never thought about using it with coffee, though. So that's that's interesting. I'm going to try that. Maybe in like a Pyrex measuring cup. Yeah, yeah. me too. Um, the recipe I have is for soup, since it's kind of cold everywhere, except Florida. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Quit bragging. And <laughs> you start with um, a quart of chicken broth which I usually use that better than bullion stuff. So four cups of water and four teaspoons of the bullion stuff. Um, then it calls for uh, one small onion diced, um, six cloves of garlic crushed, and three zucchini sliced thinly. Uh -oh. So you'd wash them first and cut the ends off and then slice them thinly. And you bring it to a simmer and simmer it for 45 minutes. And then you use um, your immersion blender to kind of, uh, uh, you know, chop it up, whatever. And I do like the immersion blenders because you really don't have to get your hand anywhere near the blade, obviously. And, um, you know, you put it in there be and then turn it on. And, and it's one of, it's like a pulse thing. So you really... You know, you don't leave it on. You push it and hold it for, like you said, not very long and uh, move it around a little bit in the pan. And um, then at the after you've used your immersion blender, you put two tablespoons of sour cream in it, and that's it. And it's really good. Zucchini yeah. soup sounds a little weird, but it's very good. comes out nice and thick and creamy kind of, and it's good. And am I correct that you would not do it in a nonstick pot? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. I thought. I, I know I yeah. never have. So no, no. And it's um, it's actually a Weight Watcher recipe, and it's very low Ooh, That's so, good that's to know. Good yeah. Okay. Yeah. They say it's one point. So. <laughs> and I think you have my email address. If you don't mind sending that to me, I'll put it up on ACB Cooks, or if you want to do it yourself, okay. and say it's this is from It's Electric or something. So. Okay. I'll send it to you. Awesome. All better. right. Well, welcome. Right. Always glad to have you. All right. Thanks. Who else do we have, Steve? We have Chuck Jones. Ah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Well, as I was, uh, well, first of all, uh, I don't have any pets. Um, I am from Tennessee, of course. And uh, my sandwich maker, I think, is going to be a big help. Uh, my friend has agreed to let me. He's going to help me with my first one, I think, and then he's going to sit back and watch me do it. I think we got that worked out. And uh, the problem, though, is that and in the community that I live in, uh, most of the people here, when they cook, we've got an issue with smoke alarms going off when people are cooking. And I don't know what that's all about, but anyway, uh, I and they're, they're very loud, but anyway, yeah. we're gonna try to we're gonna try to uh, see if we can get something going when he gets back from his vacation. And of course, I still have my Keurig and my microwave. All right. So, but you haven't set the smoke detector off with your sandwich maker, have you? No, and that's kind of what I'm afraid of because I don't think you will. Uh, yeah, uh, most of the people over here, though, they've told me that when they cook on their stove or even whatever, while they're 
alarms go off. I don't know what it is. I need to update these things, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, I don't think your sandwich maker will set it off. It shouldn't. It shouldn't do that. No, but no. we are going to try some. I got uh, a carton of eggs in my refrigerator that I'm just dying to use and make me an egg sandwich. So uh-huh. <laughs> I think right. I, I think he's going to help me out. Finally, he, he decided I told him that you was really encouraging me to do that. So, <laughs> well, you know, you can also make an egg sandwich by cooking your egg in the microwave, right? Yeah. OK, you just. Heat, it, heat the egg up for 30 seconds, right? After you scramble it or whatever you... I do it for 30 seconds and then stir it and kind of break it up and do it for 30 more and then see how bad I, it is. Yeah, okay. And spray your bowl first so it won't stick to the bowl. If you oh, have, yeah. If you have like, you know, Pam cooking spray or something like that. Sure, okay. Okay. All so right. you can go ahead and use those eggs. You don't have to wait till till he gets back from vacation. That's very true. You're right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have anyone else who has no pets? Uh, we got Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl, good night. Hi, Cheryl. How are you tonight? I'm I'm good. Are you uh, Sheila? I'm Jeannie. I know. I don't sound like I normally do. I have a cold. Sorry. Yeah, well, we all have Cedar Peter here in Texas, and it's icy everywhere. So you're Jeannie, right? I am Jeannie. Yeah. Okay. Well, glad to finally meet you. I have a couple of questions, actually. First of all, I have a dachshund. Little oh, little right. Dog. Oh, so we're, okay, so we're to dogs. Okay, let, we'll do dogs next if there's no one yeah. else who doesn't have pets. Oh, yes. I love my doxy, but she's been a little brat this week. We've had been inside so much at the time, and she's strung toilet paper everywhere and I've had to try to find it. So I'll call be my eyes and they help me. (laughs) All that kind of stuff. But I have a few questions. Uh, I've been hearing a lot lately about the immersion blender. Is that the little blender that you put on the side of your bowl and it blends things together? I've never seen one that you can put on the side of your bowl. At least mine, you have to hold it. Um, Uh And then you push the button and hold it down and it blends things very quickly, you know, whatever it is. So, uh, and, and who carries those Walmart? Uh, Walmart does have them. Amazon has them. Yeah. Uh-huh. What department in Walmart would they be in? Housewares. Housewares. Okay. Where they have the small kitchen appliances. Small kitchen. Okay. It's called an I-M-M-E-R-S-I-O-N immersion blender. However you spell immersion. Echo, how do you spell immersion? I'm a terrible speller. Okay. Echo, spell immersion. I know, that's okay. Spell I-M-M-E-R-S-I-O-N. There. Okay, I got it. Enjoyment, yep. Yes, okay. So so is that what you use to froth your milk on your your coffee, or how does that work? That's what her friend used. I haven't tried that yet, but I'm going Uh to because I love to have the froth on top of the coffee. Yes. Well, I was just wondering how to do that because I've been looking at recipes lately for lattes. And uh-huh. I, I was also wanting to know, what is that new espresso machine that somebody was talking about? On, it's electric. That's kind of expensive. What is that called? Well, they have a few different ones and you can also just buy. I haven't bought one. I considered it, but if I can do it with my immersion blender, I won't have to. You can buy much cheaper than one of the machines. You can buy any a um, milk frother. They actually have milk frothers that you can buy. I haven't I seen I, one of those yet. I have one of those. They they have a little metal thing that goes inside the thing, and then you push a bunch on all the top. I don't that's know. A, that's a frother. I, that's what I use to froth the milk. But oh, okay. So you have a frother. I think I do. I think that's what it's called. Okay. And someone had told me to, that that would make the milk foamy. 
And so what I do is I pour the milk inside the coffee or, and, and I put some chocolate syrup in it. And mm. um, I just uh, I do the frother and it, it gets foamy that way. You know, that might make my cold feel better. I think I need a cup. <laughs> yeah. So what type of device is it that does lattes? Do you know? Um, the machine that some people were talking about that I considered buying, but don't think I want to spend the money for as seldom as I would use it is called Nespresso, N-E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O. And, uh, the, a lot of them are made by Breville and, uh, B-R, I think it's B-R-E-V-I-L-L-E. Uh -huh. and, but if you just go to Amazon and put in Nespresso, N-E-S-P-R-E-S-S-O, -S -S it'll pull uh -huh. up lots of different ones. But um, Breville and oh, the other one, I'm trying to think of the name. It starts with a D. Somebody help uh, me. DeLonghi? DeLonghi, yeah. Uh -huh. um, they both make Nespresso machines. And... There's even, and I don't know what it is right now, there's even an 800 number that you can call and you can talk to Nespresso people 24 hours a day. And, <laughs> you know, if you want help with which machine has buttons versus um, a touch screen and that kind of thing. They can I would want the, the cheapest and the simplest, you know. Well, they also have some that are single serve, um, but they generally don't do all three things. There are some machines, some of the bigger machines will do the um, capsules that you use for Nespresso, the Keurig things, and I forget what the other thing is. I'm, I am not a coffee connoisseur, so I don't know all the ins and outs. I'll look up that 800 number. And one other question is uh, with the uh, air fryers, the one everybody recommends, it's the uh, Cuisinart, what is it, TO70? No, Cuisinart TOA60. They do still have some 60s around. I don't know if they're making them anymore, but I have seen them um, in emails and through online. Oh, that's it's, the air fryers. Yeah, the 70 is the newest one. I haven't seen it yet, but it may have, because I've heard yes and I've heard no, it may have one of those knobs that, that doesn't have a definite start and stop, and that would not be good for us. So I need to when I get better, I need to get my fanny to a store like Walmart or somewhere and actually put my Usually what I do them. when they don't have a stop and a start, I usually put two dots on one spot so I can line it up. That's about the way, best way to work it. Yeah, if they don't have a stop and start, that doesn't always work. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'll look for that. That can be a problem. Yeah. So, but the TOA 60 is tried and true by many of us. If you can find so it's, T it's not TOA, it's TLA. No, T-O-A. Oh, T-O-A. Like TOA. TOA 60. Mm -hmm. Yeah, T-O-A. Thomas, Oscar, Andrew. Okay. Yep, there you go. Yeah, get all those guys' names. You got Yeah. Them. Well, I'll look for that. And so we can use the immersion blender for soups and for uh, coffee frothing. Yeah. And, and I guess probably Can you for make a smoothie with it, Peggy? Do you know? Yeah, you can do a smoothie. Yeah, and, uh, smoothie I, I think some people use it even on like potatoes and stuff. I need to use mine more. I haven't tried it on potatoes. I should try that. That'd probably. Y'all know how much those things cost? The immersion blenders. 
Oh, I think you'd get them in the day 20s there, or 30s. Oh, that's not Yeah, bad. I was thinking less than 30. Yeah, uh, I think so. That's not bad. Well, thank you all very much for your recommendations. You're very welcome, and thank you for joining us, and stay safe. Oh, I will. And Do my best. I know it's icy there. It's cold. All right, so if you don't have any pets or if you have pets and they're just a dog or dogs, raise your hand and Steve will call on you. Hey, once again, we have our friend, I'm sorry, I forgot your name, and area code 516. Hi, it's Fran. Oh, okay, Fran. Okay. Um, this is a coffee, Keurig coffee comment and question. Okay. I recently bought, uh, I had a Keurig for a very long time, tried and true, and over the holidays, it's. I bought a Keurig Mini Plus. I'm the only uh-huh. one who drinks coffee in the household. It's one of the one cuppers, okay, yeah. uh, which always works fine for me. So this model is different than prior models where I like to put my coffee in a basket and then then make my one cup. So this newer version, and it has a strong button, which I like strong coffee, right? Um, but now the basket is longer, and it goes into a plastic capsule, so to say. And it has to line up, like, pretty accurately, or else there's trouble, <laughs> Oh, you know, it, it, it doesn't flow through or the grinds could get into the coffee and I'm determined to get it right, <laughs> you know, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I was just wondering if anybody out there had similar issues or dealing with this. It's a good coffee maker. It makes a hot cup of coffee, makes a strong cup of coffee. And I think it's stronger because the basket is longer and you could fit more coffee in there. But I'm having trouble, you know, and, you know, I'm feeling around and uh, my husband's helping me, uh, being very patient and all that. But sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So so that's just a a comment, a tip and question altogether. (laughs) Okay. Well, hopefully somebody will be able to help you. I don't have a Keurig. I have a cheap little, what I call a Keurig wannabe. And it's made by a company <laughs> called C-H-U-L-U-X, Chulux. But it works fine. I'm the only coffee drinker in my house, too. So, Right, right. All right. Who else do we have, Steve? Uh, right now, no more raised hands. All right. If you're out there and you have a dog or dogs and no other pets, raise your hand. Or if you don't have any pets and you came in late, raise your hand and talk to us. And if we don't have any yet while you're thinking about it, we have dogs, but we have other animals too. But um, since Cheryl was saying that she has a dachshund, we have two miniature dachshunds. And Sally is, oh, she's probably 12 and a half, possibly 13. We got her in November of 2011. And she was a stray in my sister-in-law's neighborhood. What we didn't know when we got her was that she was carrying five puppies. She blessed us with them on January 15th of 2012. And one of them, her eyes didn't develop, and everybody's going, oh, poor puppy. 
and they're going, she's so cute, but I don't want to take her because I wouldn't know what to do with a blind dog. So all these people are feeling sorry for this dog, right? And I'm going, oh, she's just like me because I've always been blind. I said, she doesn't know she's any different from her litter mates and she's going to grow up not seeing and it's going to be okay with her. And of course it has been that way. She's one of the happiest little dogs I know. Her name is Poppy. So that's my dog story. Now, do we have anybody with a raised hand yet? Yeah, Desi Noller. All right. Hi, Desi. Hi, Jeannie and everybody. Sorry about your cold, Jeannie. Thank that's you. Drag. <laughs> um, well, I do. Just um, in December, I went to the CAI and I obtained my seventh wow. guide dog throughout my life. Her name is Happy. She is... Um, 20 and a half inches at the shoulder and 45 pounds. So she's a little lab, um, just absolutely adorable. And one of the nicest dogs I've ever had and a great worker. So, um, yes, I'm very, very pleased to have her, even though she is a dog, but she is certainly not a pet, but she is a dog. So well, she counts. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I have a number of small kitchen electrics, as you know, mm -hmm. Uh, but for people who may not know, um, of course, I have a Keurig. I have a microwave. I have an Instant Pot. I have a TOA 60 uh, air fryer toaster oven convection oven combination. Um, I have various crock pots. I have one of those little dash rapid egg cookers. Um, I have a small electric frying pan. Because um, I like to fry things sometimes. I do not like using my particular electric stove that I have right now um, is is not real accurate, it seems to me. Huh. And, uh, and it, you know, it heats and cools weirdly. It doesn't, it's hard to figure it out, hard to be able to time your things properly and stuff. So anyway, I I use other ways and my little electric frying pan is one of those. Oh, let's see. Well, that's probably enough things to talk about. Oh, I do. And I have an immersion blender. Ah. And I, um, I love my immersion blender as well. Um, I would say to Holly and anybody else who wants to know, but yes, you definitely should use a larger measuring cup to blend your coffee and then pour it into your coffee cup because depending on, unless you have a really large coffee cup that you use <laughs> um, the immersion blender. So what I have found about the immersion blender is it's true. You definitely do not want to turn it on until it is in your cup or mug or dish or pan or whatever you're blending. in. you also want to make sure that you have it down. The blades are down on the bottom of the pan or whatever when you turn it on because if it's up too high especially if you're mixing anything that has powder in it it will send the powder flying all over the world and you really don't want that um but it does an amazing job and i usually um just move mine around the inside edge of the pot all the way around round and round um, kind of like you're stirring, but not with that vigor, no vigor whatsoever, just moving it in a circular motion 
so that every aspect of what's in your vessel that is being blended will get blended together. And that's, I guess, all that I know for now. All right. Well, that's good to know. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, my question is, so, all right, so I'm mixing my coffee and the milk or cream or whatever in my measuring cup. And then when I pour it into my coffee cup, will the cream still end up on top? Well, now that I don't know, because I've never done that with my immersion blender, actually. But um, I've I've used my immersion blender for a lot of things, soups. And I like to um, make hot cocoa from scratch, you know, where you use uh, regular cocoa and then a little bit of tiny bit of salt and some sugar and, you know, vanilla, whatever you want to use, and then add your milk to it. And uh, I've used my immersion blender a lot for that in years past. And um, I've used it to make homemade mayonnaise with. Ah. Um, because you can put your ingredients in a nice mason jar and blend them up right in there. And you, you got your mayonnaise all in the jar and you don't have to, uh, you know, take it out of your mixer or whatever your, or your blender container and put it into a bowl so that's why i love to make immersion blender mayonnaise wow Um, but yeah so um so i can't tell you i mean i had that thought too like if you're gonna i think holly needs to um do a fact-finding mission with her friend and find out um exactly how she does it and come and report back to us because because i'm feeling like you're right if you if you blend it in a different cup like a larger cup and then pour it into your coffee cup then what was on the bottom of your measuring cup is going to be at the top of your coffee cup <laughs> yeah so <laughs> maybe bowl. maybe if you have an eight ounce cup and you have a 12 ounce cup you can make an eight ounce cup and have it go into the 12 ounce cup and add a little of your milk and then froth it and it would stay in there yeah i, I think that probably would work I, I would even feel better. I have a couple of nice mugs that I bought from the CNI that are 16-ounce mugs. Oh, yeah. And they're not, they're not as huge as, as you would think, but, they, um, but that would be really nice. You could still make your 8-ounce and then put your cream in, and then you could uh, froth it up real nice. And, and it wouldn't come right spilling there. all, yeah, and it wouldn't come spilling out all over the counter and all that stuff. Right. Because so. we don't like to have to clean up messes, do we? Oh, no, no, no. We do not. No. <laughs> okay. Well, all that's right. great, Desi. And you didn't tell people where you live. Well, right now I live in Phoenix, but as of a, the middle of April, I'll be living in Franklin, Tennessee. Yeah. She's going to come join us. Woohoo! I am. I absolutely uh, am. Awesome. Can't wait. Getting really excited. Yep. Me too. And I'm getting excited to meet Happy. Yes, yeah, she's a doll. You'll love her. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, Steve, do we have anyone else who has dogs that has their, or no pets at all, that has their hand raised? Yeah, we've got Shanti. Hi, Shanti. Good afternoon and good evening, Jeannie. Um, I just wanted to pop on real quick because I remember you asked, I heard you ask about the TOA 70. Uh-huh. It, it is just like, exactly like, as far as controls go, uh-huh. it's exactly like the TOA 60. So you don't oh, have to good. 
you're just, yeah, you're stop and start. Everything's great there. It's got timers for both toaster and the, you know, the right. cooking part. Uh-huh. The only difference is the grilling feature. And that's usually, I would not recommend anything with high fat, like pork chops or a fatty steak. Um, you want to get as much fat off of that before you grill it because there's not much room huh. when it, when the grill sits inside your cook pan, cooking tray. Oh, okay. But the, I just thought you'd like to have that info. Now you can That's say good that to the know. is good to go control wise. Right. So it, if you can't find the TOA 60, now you can get the TOA 70. Awesome. Thank you for letting us know that. I really appreciate that. All right. And where are you from? Oops. Did she go away? Where are you from, Shanti? I think she muted. Oh, sorry about that. I thought we were done. <laughs> I am from Northern California and I have no pets at present. Okay. Or doggies. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to open it up to everybody. And if you want to tell us what you have in terms of pets, like, at our house, we have dogs and cats. So, and maybe some people have birds or guinea pigs or fish, or we might even have somebody who has a snake. Who knows? So, raise your hand if you haven't introduced yourself, and Steve will call on you. We have Holly Anderson. Ah, Holly is back. Hey, Holly. Hey, so I texted my friend because <laughs> I was curious about your, what you guys were saying, too. And and I remember this being the case, but she said, no, that when you do it that way, the froth still stays on top, which I don't really know how that does it. But I remember whenever she would make them that um, they would it would be frothy on top. So it must float or something. I'm not really sure, but it, it's it's kind of cool how it works. <laughs> I'm going to try it in so. the morning. Um, there you go out my immersion she, blender and yep she uh, used um heavy cream instead of milk but i assumed the milk would well milk did work because she did try milk with for me once okay. i think it, it works a little bit better with the cream but um well, I yeah i think i have cream so woo-hoo. there you go and and i used this skinny mocha syrup that's really good too so okay um just for your information awesome <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome. Y'all are so good tonight. I'm so glad everyone came. Y'all are just full of good information. And I think we're helping each other, which is what we always want to do. And we all learn from each other. I don't have all the answers and Peggy doesn't have all the answers, but we all have enough answers that we can help people who still have questions and they can help us. So I really appreciate everyone doing that. Who else do we have, Steve? Oh, we got three hands up now, and next is Diana. Hi, Diana. How are you tonight? I'm fine. I hope you get better soon, Jeannie. Oh, thank you. I'm I'm going that way. I'm feeling better than I did the last day or two, so we're making progress. Good. Um, well, I wanted to thank you. I, I've got I've mentioned before all the the myriad of in, of uh, small kitchen electrics I have, but what I wanted to mainly say is. Last week, or not last week, two weeks ago, I had told you that um, I got the Instant Pot Mini, uh-huh. and I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for recommending that, because as much as I love my six-quart Instant Pot, I didn't think I could love the Instant Pot culture any more than I already do, but I am absolutely in love with my little Mini. I am so glad to hear that, because I have both the three-quart and the six-quart, oh, but whatever. 
whenever I can, I use the mini. And, you know, if, if I'm making something really big, like a big batch of soup, I'll use my six quart. But like today when I made mashed potatoes. So let me tell you all about cooking when you don't feel like cooking, right? <laughs> I didn't really feel like cooking today. So I, I put mashed potato, you know, I put potatoes in the instant pot because all I had to do was set it and pretty much forget it mm-hmm. until they were done. And then I, I love these, but I guess some stores have them and some stores don't, but they're called fast fixing country fried steaks. They're in your frozen area. Mm. And we fry our, well, we put ours in the air fryer, um, the TOA 60. We have it where the temperature knob is straight up and down, which I used to think was 400, but I think my husband said it's more like 350 or 360. And I do them for seven minutes on each side on air fry, and they turn out perfect. And even though I wasn't feeling great, I did go ahead and make the gravy packet that came with them today. And it was nothing to open a can of peas and throw that in a pan with a little butter. So that's Mm -hmm. what we had for lunch. And so tonight I thought, well, I'm going to put some recipes up on ACB Cooks and I'm going to call them It's Electric, What to Cook When You Don't Feel Like Cooking. But then I didn't feel like messing with it, so I didn't do it. That's okay. There's always another day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get them done and get them up there. But anyway, so, but I'm so glad you love your mini. Woohoo. It has like, um, you know, it, it, it's even helping me with meal prep and, and which sounds weird because it's smaller quantities, but you know, before with the six quart thing of chili, it'd just be like overwhelming to package things up and this and that, but it's cut and it's like an unintended meal prep. I'm not purposely meal prepping, uh-huh. but when you're single and it makes like, usually makes about oh three to five servings depending on what you're making and it's just perfect for that i mean it's just it's not so overwhelming to you know batch things up and and yet it still makes a good amount of food right and i I just love it so um i want to thank you for that but would you be interested in another recipe absolutely go for it and then if you can email it to me i'll put it on acb cooks okay i don't have your email address is there a can i just send it to Yeah, send it to community at acb.org and just tell them to ask them to send it to Jeannie. Okay, okay, I can do that. Um, Yesterday I made, which my mouth is salivating right now, thinking about eating some leftovers after the call's over. Um, Instant pot, kielbasa, green beans, and potatoes. Oh, yes, I love this one. Go ahead. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Now I make a few little changes, but I'll read you the recipe as it is here. Um, Why don't you tell us your changes? Because you may have made it even better. Okay. Um, Two ropes to kielbasa smoked sausage sliced. Now, I I usually just use one rope because I'm a weirdo because I like the potatoes and green beans almost better than I do the meat. (laughs) I get it. But I'm a green bean fiend, so and that's probably why. Um, So two, two ropes to kielbasa smoked sausage sliced. One pound baby potatoes washed and cut in half. And you can just use russets and cut those in smaller pieces if you don't have baby potatoes, because I didn't have any baby, I had russets. One cup chicken broth or water. I always use chicken broth, and I like it a little brothier, so I use two cups of chicken broth. One teaspoon garlic powder, one half teaspoon sea salt, one half teaspoon ground black pepper. Oops, my phone, hold on. One half teaspoon smoked paprika. 
Ah. And then also add in, because uh, there's no onions or anything in it, and I like onions, so you can add it if you want or not if you don't, uh, one teaspoon of onion powder. Uh, one pound fresh green beans washed and trimmed, but I'm lazy, so I always use the one pound package of the extra fine green beans, frozen okay. green beans. Uh-huh. Um, two tablespoons of butter, optional, not optional for me. Definitely <laughs> 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 put it in. Okay. It says add sliced kielbasa to the instant pot, add cut potatoes, chicken broth, and half of the seasoning. Place green beans on top, add remainder of the seasonings, and place lid on pot and make sure valve is in sealing position. Pressure cook for three minutes on high pressure and do a quick release or gradual quick release when the pot beeps. When pin drops, remove lid, add butter if desired, and stir everything together before serving. Now, I did mine like five minutes since I had frozen green beans, uh-huh. but it does call if you use fresh to do three minutes. Right. I think it's just saying here, too, to do, if you like them, that's a little, barely a little Christmas left to the green bean if you, if you're some fresh. If you want them a little softer, I think she said do four. Well, um, oh, go ahead. And that's about it. Now, I like I said, I did make it, I did add that cup of broth. But I only used one rope of kielbasa, and doing that, it came right up with the when you put the green beans on top, it came right up to the max line. So if you had another rope, the two ropes of kielbasa in there, I don't know if it would over. It, it might be too tall, might be too much in the pot. Okay, so so let me let me make a little clarification here. As long as the liquid doesn't go above the max line, you're okay. Oh. If your solid ingredients do go above the max line, you're still good. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I mentioned it because I thought you might not know that. I yeah. loved it, and so there you go. <laughs> well, mine is very similar to you yours, except that I too don't want to mess with the fresh green beans, and so I use the canned Italian cut green beans drained in mine, and um, sometimes I add a little Cajun seasoning to it, and that does really well, also. You, how long do you cook it if you use the canned green beans? I still do it like three That's minutes. Thing. Okay. Because okay. the main thing you need to do there is be sure that your potatoes are done. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. Very happy to have the instant pot mini. And I'm, I've talked to my friend, my best friend and coworker from work. And unbeknownst to me, she had another friend talking to her about the wonders of the instant pot. And then I talked to her about the wonders of the instant pot. She's totally blind. And so she did just she go away or did I go away? She did what? Huh? I'm sorry. Say so she's about ready to get her one after oh, both right. of us, uh, after both of us, unbeknownst to each other, talking to her about the wonders of the instant pot. She's about. She said, "Oh, the three quart would be perfect because it's her, her husband, and her 13 year old daughter." So she said that would be perfect for us. So yeah, she wants me to send the link so at Amazon. So I'm going to send right. her the link to the instant pot. We're all ambassadors. Good for you. We are. We've got another convert coming on board. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's great. All right. Great. Who else do we have, Steve? We have Deborah Daniel. Hey, Deborah. How are you tonight? I'm fine. How's everyone doing? This is my first time here. All right. Well, we are so glad to have and you. I'm Where from are you from? Pembroke Pines. I'm from Pembroke Pines, Florida. All right. I another Floridian. A little puppy. And his name is, yes, I am. <laughs> I don't want to be up there in the cold. 
What's his I name? can't stand the little bit that we have here. Yeah. What kind of puppy is he? So my little puppy name is, he's a Chihuahua Ponderanian. Oh. He's like a little lion. He's, you see the lion, that's him. He's a, Aww. has the features of a lion. His name uh. is Puzzle. Yeah, he sleeps with me. I don't have any, I don't have any, uh, it's electric yet. Uh-huh. But once I get in my little place this year, I'll be. I go to the division <laughs> of the blind in the um, Sunrise, Florida, uh-huh. and we go to daily living. I go to daily living activities, and they help us with those little gadgets. Well, so that's good. Once I get completed with my class, then they'll give us a list. Uh huh. Okay. Of items well, is- to purchase from the Amazon or uh, Walmart. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that is awesome. awesome. And if right you have now, any, I use the bump dot for whatever. Uh-huh. Well, if you have any questions when you start getting your appliances, we'll be glad to help you, okay? I sure will. All I right. just wrote Welcome. the Immersion Blender. Us. I wrote that down. Yeah, there you go. And Thank no, you. We all want to get out all our Immersion right. Blenders now, don't we? All right. So who else <laughs> do we have, uh, Steve? Once again, we have Cheryl. Good night. Hey, Cheryl. You may still be muted. We're not hearing yeah. you. She is muted. Okay. Uh, as far as the ACB cooks list, you said you were going to put some recipes up. Uh-huh. Is that the list that we receive them or is there a website we can go to to get the recipes? I think you go to AC. Let's see. Does Where is Herbie tonight? Herbie is usually here to help us with all this. Um, you are here? Well, you're talking to me, so yeah, okay. I would assume so. All right. um, it would be kind of weird if uh, you were saying you're here, but I guess yeah, you're well, not. Would you quick me but is it, Well, if other people are hearing my voice, then I'm here. If you're the only one hearing my voice, then I am just a figment of your just imagination. tell her so how to get on acbcooks.com, please. <laughs> the best way is to send an email to community at acb.org and ask them to add you to the ACB Cooks list. And just include your name and email address. I, I, right. I am on the list. I'm already getting the recipes. So like this one that she read tonight, if I wanted to get a copy of it, uh, do, do you, is there a website specifically for ABCB Cooks or we just have to wait and get an email? So I think there is an archive page. You just have to look at the email and it'll, I, I honestly don't, because I just saved the emails if I want a copy of the recipe, but there pro- there might be an archive page. I, I honestly don't know. Well, I think know if you're the on the list, head. you get them. I get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you want to view them on a web page, there <laughs> might be a web. Uh, some lists contain archives that you can access on the web. Okay. And that's what I'm saying. It is possible, but I don't know. But if, if you just save the email, though. Yeah. Um, You know, that'll work, too. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that's that's what my question was was about that. My question is, Herbie, why have you been so quiet? Well, because I was behaving myself. See, first of all, oh. well, one, I actually came in late. Two, you asked if anybody had pets, and I don't. And I was going to be good, but since you brought it up, I was going to say if I had any pets, they might end up in the cooking pot. So, oh no, 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 no! Oh, not I know what else I wanted to ask y'all. <laughs> good, uh, good idea. 
Okay, I thought of what I wanted to ask you. Uh, what is the easiest way to mash a, a potato? Uh, do you think boiling it and then cutting it up and then mashing it that way? Well, you either need to boil it or cook it in the instant pot. And then it depends on how you want to mash it. You can either mash it with a potato masher or you can do what I think is the easy way and mash it with um, a hand mixer. But then one person said that you can use your immersion blender if you have one. And I haven't tried that yet. I just use the potato cool. masher. I know it's not electric, but. Um, well, that's right. okay. Herbie will forgive you. That's good. You answered my questions. Okay. All right. Do we have any more raised hands, Steve? Uh, not right now. Okay. All right, y'all. Now we still have a and, few and, minutes. And for the record, I would not put any pets in a boiling uh, in a pot. So uh, I, I appreciate that, Herbie. And I actually, uh, Chihuahua's name. Hello. You know I don't remember what was the. Baby Chihuahua's name. She wants Puzzle. to know who. Puzzle. 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 Okay. Oh, puzzle. Mm -hmm. okay. Peter's easy, Ellie. All right. So yeah. now we have all, all the we dogs. Have a raised hand from right. code six one nine. Okay. Hello. Yes, hi, this is Ginny. Um, I tuned in late, but I had a question um, that related to something you said last week, or maybe okay. two weeks ago, and um, been obsessing about it ever since. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> I live in an apartment, one-bedroom apartment with my sister, and we have a galley kitchen. So actually, there's not a lot of space, but um, one of the things that I miss is um, I'm trying to have a more varied diet, and uh, um, I'm a diabetic, but I would like to make uh, steak or hamburgers, and I don't have an easy way to grill something outdoors. And I learned recently from a friend of mine that there is, there are indoor grills you can use. And I remember last week you were tantalizing me with, you said you had some steak rubs. And I guess if I got some kind of electric grill, George Foreman or otherwise, I could use your wonderful rods and make the steak, and that's what I've been thinking about <laughs> since you, you last said it. Maybe yeah. you can fill in some of the gaps there. Okay, the George Foreman grill is what we call those are contact grills because they're set up so that when you turn them on, you can cook the top and the bottom at the same time. You don't even have to turn the food over. Now, a lot of these grills and different companies make them, you can open it up so that both sides, both grilling sides are facing up. And that's if, like, let's say that instead of making uh, four burgers, you want to make eight burgers, as an example. Then you could just open it out and you'd have to turn the burners, I mean, the burgers over, but you can make eight instead of four all at one time. So it depends on what you want to do. But, um, of course, a lot of people know the George Foreman grill because it was advertised all over the place. Um, Cuisinart also has one called the Griddler, which is what I have. Um, Hamilton Beach makes uh, similar models. Um, if you're in the market for one, one thing you may want to be sure what's going to make it easier is if the grill plates are removable and can be put in the dishwasher 
um, that's just a little easier than having to deal with plates that can't be removed. And I think even now, a lot of the George Foreman grills have removable plates. So that's probably something that you'd want to look into if you're in the market for a grill of that sort. And you can also buy grills that are not contact grills where you always have to turn the food over if you want. But generally, the contact grills are smaller than the other grills that I've seen. So hopefully that helps. It does help. I'm not sure um, uh, what you recommend. I would be interested in what your personal preferences are. Um, do you think it's better to have one where you can set the temperatures, for example, or the griddler, or um, what if you have a preference over the contact or the ones where you, or actually, I haven't used many of them, as you can tell. Yeah. What, what would you recommend? It kind of depends on how much counter space you have, because if you don't have much counter space, you might want one of the smaller ones. And there's one company that makes, I think it's called the OptiGrill, and I can't remember who makes it right now. Um, but I've known some people who have it too. So, um, and does your sister have any vision? Uh, Jenny, yes, Jenny, we have about four minutes left. Just let's okay, know. Thank okay. you, Steve. Go ahead. Yes, she does. Okay. So maybe y'all could, you know, go to a couple of stores like Walmart. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, like Walmart um, and different places like that and actually look at, you know, get your hands on the grills and, and see what they're like. That might help. I think T-Fall makes the um, OptiGrill. Opti Who does? I'm sorry. T-Fall, I think it is. You may be. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think they do. Okay, thank you. That gets me started. Uh-huh. And Cheryl's right. hand is raised again. Okay. Go ahead, Cheryl. Can y'all hear me? Yes. Okay. okay. I make sandwiches on my griddler. Okay. I make grilled sandwiches, and I don't have to flip them over. Right, because it cooks it on both sides. Right. I'm, in fact, I'm probably going to go make me a grilled cheese sandwich in a little bit. And uh, also, I've done pancakes on, on the griddler. Now, I usually flip, I flip them over. Do y'all do pancakes on the griddler? I have not done that, no. How do you do your pancakes? I hardly ever do pancakes. Usually, on the rare occasions when I have pancakes, I stick a stack of three frozen ones in the microwave there. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what they hop for. Yeah. Right, exactly. IHOP and Cracker Barrel and all yeah, those. Yeah, those are, those are good. So I just was wondering what y'all recommended on the pancakes. Yeah. And so, but uh, with the griddler, I do my sandwiches on it. And I hadn't, I had never tried a steak on it, but I guess, what temperature would you cook a steak on the griddler? I'm not exactly sure because the one I did on my griddler, I think I had it turned too high um, because it was real tough. Yeah. Um, so you might have to see if you can find the um, manual online and see what they recommend for steak. Or I don't mm -hmm. think it's written on the griddler so, itself. So y'all had today that frozen country fried steak, right? Oh, yeah, that's what we had today. But we did it in the air fryer. 
Yeah. So, so that's frozen, frozen country fried steak. Yeah, it's called Fast Fixing Country Fried Steak, and it's in the frozen foods. I will look in there. Yeah. Thank you for everything. All right. You're welcome. All right. So I want to tell you all a couple of things before we leave, because we're almost out of time. And I really do appreciate everyone helping me out tonight. Um, if for any reason you have a question in between the times that we meet just send an email to community at acb.org and ask them to forward it to me. Also, if you contributed a recipe tonight, feel free to send that to me and I'll get it on ACB Cooks. And if you want to join a Facebook group where we basically just talk about small kitchen electrics, join all, A-L-L, text, T-E-X-T, small kitchen electrics on Facebook. Facebook. 